Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Bloor with the podcast We Are All Psychic and we have Courtney with us today. Again, we love Courtney on the show and we all have to ask ourselves, well, Courtney, we'll ask you last. <laughs> Misty, do you still think we're all psychic? Um, oh, I've been thinking about it a lot lately and um, the, the answer to that question is uh, yes. It's just, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, too, and the answer is yes. Um, uh, Now, Courtney, if we heard something from you before the podcast, what was, what did you think? Your answer might be a little different. Yeah, well, hi, ladies, and hi, everybody listening. I just adore being here with you. Um, I knew you were going to ask me this, because I've answered it twice before, and my last (laughs) one was like, definitely now people jump on board. And now my answer is yes, but I think the definition needs to start shifting and changing because we're changing and shifting that I think everybody, yes, always has the potential. And it's not that we're just opening up. I think, you know, the definition, because everybody in their head kind of thinks, oh, psychic, I hear messages or this or that. And there's distinct you know, different distinctions here, but like the, all those empaths that are That's like acknowledging, it's energy. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Yeah. That are acknowledging, Whoa, I do feel all this stuff. Most yeah. of the time their intuition is skyrocketed. That's a form of psychic ability. Yeah. Sure. I think you know empathy I mean? is too. I think it's all energy yes. work. And you know, I just like the catchy phrase, we're all psychic, you know? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, but, but you know, it's like, it's all energy work. It's all whatever exactly. you do. I with- think we all as individuals have definitely the possibility and, and can do it. And I think for every individual, it's different. Yeah. And so even if you think you don't, I can almost guarantee you, you are. And you, you have. have. I mean, yeah. You yeah. have before too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You always look back, and when you second guess something that happened in the past, and you really look back at it, why'd you second guess it if you thought it was a psychic experience? Exactly. And then you're like, nah. Nah. Yeah. I'm just very observant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're very psychic. Really? really? Mm-hmm. Let's so, just develop listen. that a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And think of it yeah. a little differently. Why not be psychic? What's wrong with yeah, that? You can be extra. Sen- you know, extrasensory perception is. Psychic. So if you are extras, if you're extrally perceiving things, you're ESPing. You know? yeah, <laughs> if you're very perceptive. <laughs> you know how oftentimes, because my husband's a massive feeler, he's a double cancer. Oftentimes I might be in my head too much or working too much, and I just, or I don't want to really look at it, you know, like I don't yeah. really want to know. I'll turn to him and go, What are you feeling? Because his feeling, is usually spot on. Now, you know? yeah. Now, now, Courtney, you just you just gave us a great lead into the topic of this podcast, and it oh, was she beautiful. Did. She did. She did. She says, you know, listeners, you know, when she's not too sure, she's looking at something she doesn't maybe want to really look at. She turns to him. So we're we were talking before the podcast about you know how it's an ongoing thing facing ourselves while we're working and developing our energy working skills, psychic skills, mm-hmm. witch skills, yeah. uh, intuition, meditation. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things you probably heard it. We have self care and and examine yourself and shadow work. If you you've heard of shadow work, looking at your dark stuff and not being afraid of it anymore, working through the fears. So. Um, we thought we'd all like we three of us would like to share with you. Sometimes they're pretty vulnerable for us when we had to really face something. So if you're going through it, maybe you can relate to this. 
And uh, like I had something just today, but I'll save that. But, you know, for um, to start off the conversation, I think one of the uh, more difficult things I had to look at to start healing a lot of my insecurities was that I didn't feel like what I had to say was important. And I had to dig yeah. down where that came from. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's, no. that's yeah, that's it's not good. fun to look at, you know, I, I had to look at why I thought that what I had to say wasn't important. And it's it, it's it's kind of like, you know, a lot of times for me, when I'm going down into looking at myself, I'm, I'm, I'm towing that line of thinking I'm an egotistical person by even thinking about this stuff. But that's like the little doubts in my head trying to block me from facing it, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the thing saying, you know, you're bad if you look at this and, and give yourself forgiveness. Or if you look at this, you're going to find something wrong with you, you know, and, and that, that you can't fix. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is the deeper I looked into it, I never really was listened to when I was in my high school years because I was very soft-spoken. And I didn't really speak what I meant. I was not myself because I thought mm-hmm. no one really wanted to hear what I had to say. But then it went deeper than that. So why not? Why not? And look at you now. Well, yeah, I'm talking my You're mouth off. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> well, I started writing. I started writing. And that's when I uh, could really express myself. And I figured that um, I felt like I couldn't be understood because I of the way word connotation works, especially when we're young, uh, in our teenage years, we, we don't have many meanings for the word, like our meanings, but connotations meanings. Yes. Like, uh, when I said, we talked about this on other podcasts, you know, like, uh, I think Jennifer and love and I just talked about this. Let's say I say, uh, fairy candle, you know, some people might be, Ooh, a fairy candle would be awesome. Some people may be like, Ooh, fairy candle. What's that? Or some people might be, Ooh, fairies are bad. They're going to get you. You know, everyone has a connotation. So like at 15, if, if, you know, I were to say, um, I hate chemistry to someone who loves it, you know, just a small example, you know, just kind of whatever, not really meaning it, they could have taken it totally personally. And then therefore I would feel like I had nothing important to say. And then they'd walk away and not talk to me anymore, for example. But when I started writing out, I could express myself better. And then I could reenact it in my imagination through writing fiction and dialogue into having conversations with people where I could really say what I meant and felt understood. It's still hard to feel understood, though, Mm -hmm. you know, but I really couldn't articulate what I really was and really feeling. A lot of it was because I didn't know what I was really thinking and feeling as an empath at that age. I didn't yeah. know was, what was mine. What was I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought I was having all kinds of weird things going on. Yeah. You know, sensations yeah. and thoughts that I couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have, Lisa, when you were like a young child, did you have um, more situations than not that was like just sit there? You know, don't don't speak unless spoken to. No, no, I don't know okay. at all. No, I, I just I was not raised in a strict household. The only strictness was get good grades. <laughs> okay, yeah. I didn't have a curfew. I mean, yeah, it was like it, I didn't do anything. I was a good. I like school. You know, I was a nerd. I, I'm still a nerd and geek. You know, I like like I don't go out on the weekends. I will sit here and play with my computer. You know, yeah. <laughs> and learn you, programs or study astrology or you know. Or you said boyfriend. something that my husband actually says because he's so uh such a feeler empath 
that he oftentimes doesn't say something to someone else because if it does hurt them or trigger them or whatnot, he's going to feel their emotions immediately. And yeah. like you yeah. said, then you take it on like, wow, I just caused those emotions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think well, it's, it's a little too. different. Yeah. Your husband's experience is a little different than mine. And that I felt like what I said wasn't important. I didn't feel their, uh, the other people's unhappy reactions or dissatisfied okay. reactions. I felt like no reactions because there's too much coming at me, but I couldn't okay. recognize what it was. Oh, I see. Okay. That's yeah. too much everywhere. Even that. if it was a one-on-one conversation, there's still people around. And at that time yeah. I was so sensitive and didn't know how to block and didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. I just, yeah, yeah, I just assumed because I couldn't feel the interest because there's so much information, you know, for me. Yeah. So you just shrink into yourself. Yes. 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 Okay. And made the assumption that what I had to say wasn't important because of a few negative experiences. Whereas there's so many positive experiences. My parents always listened to me. My friends who were, I only had a couple really good friends in high school. They all listened to me, you know, but I had no, but those, those few negative examples, just, I focused on those too. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I was always trying to figure out what's wrong. You know, why do I experience it? Why do I cry every day? Why do I come home from high school and just cry for half an hour to an hour in my bedroom and feel better? Right. You know, and then go to sleep for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, I feel much better now. I can do stuff. But now that I look back, it was because I was absorbing all this stuff without knowing what was going on. You know, know, Lisa, you said something there that kind of triggered a thought, a thought of me about we make these, I don't know, it's like we take we make these vows or we make these very permanent decisions in our mind at a young age right? that we have no clue how that's going to play out the rest of our life until we become aware of like, no, no, this is not working for us. I think that goes for everybody. It does. You have a personal example of when you maybe. Well, what made me think about it is this whole time I was like, wow, Lisa just says she, you know, she kind of fell into herself and made this this assumption, this assumption that made into then became kind of like your reality in a way, mm-hmm. how you lived your life. Oh, yeah. Probably around Ooh. the same age, I made the exact opposite decision that you did. I some for some reason, I'm like 13, 14, whatever. I decided that every single thing that came out of my mouth, I was going to say it as if it was a statement. So no one could confuse my words or nor me or, you know, any of it. Well, now, okay, jump ahead 20 years and I'm living my life that way. I mean, it doesn't matter. I could be saying I'm making a PB and J for lunch. I would say it as if it's a statement like, oh, bold. So, so what got you there? Like, like what was a vulnerable yeah. moment for you where you realized yeah. you had to do it that way? What, what, yes, when you look deep down in there, I didn't want to be challenged, you know, cause when you're a teenager, I didn't want to be challenged with, no, these are my thoughts, even though I'm a kid and I really don't but you're, know. You're beating them to the chase. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm beating that criticism kids. before they could criticize. Yes, yeah. right. So when That's you looked right. at that, where did that come from? Was if that I hard? Speak it so boldly and so much like a, it's a statement. So this is yeah. fact, people. Yeah. I made that decision. Well, then jump ahead 20 years and I started having difficulty in different relationships because people would feel as if because let's say we just disagree. I could care less what you do. You're groovy either way. You're beautiful. Do it. Do your life. 
But if I disagreed because I just live life differently because the way I spoke with everything's a statement, because (laughs) off as if I was telling them, Oh, you're wrong. Or yeah. you're not doing right. it right. When I how you felt, yeah. Yes, I was just saying I. That's not how I do things. But because right. I've already programmed myself to speak so boldly, then when I was with people, it was like they they would interpret it as either un unsensitive or I'm judging them or right. you see when yeah. that was never that was the last all. thing. Yeah, that was the last thing. I was just stating who I am and what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because it was so strong. So I've had to, in my adult life, go, whoa, 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 Courtney. You're still working on it. Yeah. As old as you thought you had to be at 14. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I do have a question, though. Um, When you you were 14 and and you came to that conclusion, you're going to beat them to the chase. You're going to make sure they know what you're thinking before they make any ideas yeah. wrong, incorrect ideas, what, what got you there to that, that way of approach? That's where you dig in there and go look at this. And that's where I don't want to look sometimes. You know what I mean? That's where I'm asking, like, where did that come yeah. from? You know, I, you know when you look, who didn't, I listen? Like I who didn't understand, about, you know, who didn't yeah, you, want, you or someone else or. I, it's interesting. Cause I, you know, I'm not sure if I'll be able to pinpoint. Cause I mean, that time in my life, you want to talk about some downloads um that you know it's like whoa what's going on with with most teenagers Mm -hmm. but I think for me what it really was is that I was raised to kind of believe that it's like I'm my own I'm my own master I you know I decide what I'm doing and it was so chaotic I wasn't sure where I guess you would say you know I was in and out of living different places. Yeah, I didn't do well with school people, and I kept just saying you know follow the rules or listen to authority. I had a huge issue with authority. Vast. I had already been arrested. Let's say that. I mean, I had a vast, huge issue. Um, that I think at, in that fourteen-year-old mind, it was like I, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm actually the master of myself, and their rules don't apply to me. So I do got to jump them to the chase because let me tell you my logic and you're not going to break through that wall. I'm going to tell you so. That was kind of that 14 mentality. Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, if anybody's raising one of me out there, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, stubborn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Barney, hell razor. You know why? Because I was full of anger. I was full of anger. Where'd the anger come from? Uh, horrible. Well, I'll tell you guys. Um, well, it came before, it started before I even got here. I mean, my dad, what would have been a week before I was born, beat the hell out of my mom and threw her down a flight of stairs. Oh and because she couldn't go to the, she didn't want to go to the hospital. She's all banged up. She started throwing up and throwing up and throwing up. Finally, like four days of throwing up. She finally called the hospital and they were like, yeah, you need to get in here. And the placenta had ripped. And I was extremely sick. Yeah. So I I finally come. I'm not real happy, guys. This world sucks. Yeah. yeah. You know? I'm really bad. And then I had a 
really odd form of jaundice because of it. And I spent four days immediately after I was born under a light. So you I'm didn't very get sensitive snuggles. To the you didn't get any time. So I didn't get any snuggles. I didn't get any. And then, okay, three days after they got me home, whatever chaos was going on in the house, I sat directly up with strength, fist in the air, and just started screaming for everybody to stop. Yeah. I was pissed before I even got here. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. And I'll say, I worked with Zach from Allied in Alchemy. Great guy. Maybe you guys can interview him too. Know, yeah, I'd love to. I yeah. don't know who it is. Yeah. He took emotion code to a whole nother level and he started finding like, wow, Courtney, that's actually a root of a lot of your issues stemming from this. And what I did on my 40th birthday, for some reason, I'm turning 40, I'm driving around and I start thinking about, oh my goodness, that actually, I'm taking what Zach did with me, the develop, you know, his work. And I realized, oh my goodness, that actually really did mark my entire life. And it just kept building. I grew up in a very dangerous, extremely dangerous household. Yeah. And then jump in here and there and all over the place. Right? And no wonder you didn't like authority. Who the hell yeah. is oh, authority? Yeah. Your authority, no, your right. example of authority oh, was, yeah. was I'm not good, healthy. When, when I was that three-year-old when, you know, big six-foot man dad is about to go off on everybody. I look at him, I go, you knock it off, you're being stupid. Yeah. Because I was already done. Like, yeah. done. You, you know. were three? Yeah. Yeah. You're probably the only one that could do that, too, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Because, you know, why? he wanted the fear. He used to talk to my mom saying, I don't know why she doesn't fear me. And it's exactly that. He wanted the fear from us. Mm. And I wouldn't give it to him. Because why? You already, you already, the damage is already done, buddy. What else are you going to do? Right. Game on. Let's go. You know, so yeah, you want to talk about anger and authority oh, side of anger. There's yeah. no you were you, a little child, yeah, except with your mouth, but and what your I energy, did, yeah, exactly. My mouth, right? Um, but what I did when I was 40, I realized, wow, that little baby, wait a minute, Courtney, that little baby was all alone under that light for four days. On my 40th birthday, I did Reiki and I went back in time. And I'm standing in front of myself as a baby in that little box of light. And I start telling her, keep going, keep no matter how bad it gets there. You are here for a reason. You know, all that good stuff. Keep going. I'm why you're here. It's me. Not all the stuff, the bad stuff that's going to happen. You know, all that great support. Keep going, little baby. Yeah, you're going to hate it. You're going to be pissed off through most of it. You're going to want to just burn the world down. But I'm telling you, 40 years later, sweetie, you're going to feel the love. You're going to feel the light. You are. I'm embracing you now. Blah, 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 blah. And I did all this stuff. And you, you got to stop and think. What Did I make it through hellish events, hellish stuff? Because my 40-year-old self went back to that little baby and said, you can do it. Keep going. You know what you I know, mean? You may still go back to some other events yeah. as you age. Yes. You know, and yes. and yes. go back and visit 40s. those painful times. Don't yes. you think that 40s is really when, you, I mean, I'm in my 40s, so I can't speak from 50s and, and up. But as being a 45-year-old woman now, I know more about myself than I ever have. 
Mm-hmm. You know, even when I thought I knew everything, like when I started, you know, to turn 40, I, I actually looked at myself like you looked at yourself and, and and said, you know, exactly who am I? Oh, well, I know who I am now. This is where I've come from. This is what I went through. And this is who I am and where I am now. And I'm not going to be that little girl that's hurt anymore. You know, I am a woman and I'm going to stand to my own. And I yeah. think, you know, 40 is really when I started to do that as well. What about you guys? Go, I, I, I agree. Um, I just kind of approached my forties for me personally. I think it's more, you know, you're just trying to just get by. It's a process and your thirties. Yeah. For me, me it was like your mid, mid to early to mid thirties. I like around 33. I I felt happy. For the first time. And now, yes. now yeah. I feel like I'm at where I want to be. But then I felt like I was where I wanted to be. And then at like 36, I thought I was. And at 41, I thought, you know. So right. there's a lot. Yeah. Of, I, think, yeah. I think now I'm really happy. Age, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we can slow down, um, you know, enjoy life a bit more, take life in differently. And I do want to say for me personally, I don't know, maybe this, I should ask you ladies, because I've never asked anybody. I am finding that my memories only become clearer like a decade after. Hmm. Like right now I can remember my twenties when I was in my thirties, I can barely remember my twenties. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Mine's so, different. I had a different experience. My, uh, my memories, I, I lost them gradually as time went by. And I think it's from years of, uh, think blocking out things in my current life that made me block out my past. Mm-hmm. Um, it, at the time, um, influences of you know being talked down to and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um i started taking lion's mane about a year and a half after my me- uh hysterectomy i had a surgical <laughs> yeah surgical menopause and um i had lost my memory for like a year and a half i couldn't remember what i was looking at five seconds ago you know i was like do you, right. do you remember early podcast misty where i would just yeah, forget, I like all the time i forget what i was talking about and we'd have to say yeah. we're having an interruption yeah but uh <laughs> it was like what so I started taking a uh, lion's meat, a mushroom, and uh, it, it brought my memories back and it and it brought all of them back. But I always remembered early childhood. I, I have very, very vivid memories of early childhood. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so how did you handle that when the memories started coming back? Yeah. Right. I, uh, I, I processed them and I left my husband. (laughs) I processed them and I left my husband because I remember some things that I really and then I really looked at things from the past. The reason I blocked them out, this is going into that hard stuff, listeners. I looked at some of the stuff I'd blocked out from my past and they were examples of 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 I guess you could call it abuse, but being being taken advantage of, being lied to being uh, told one thing that I'm supposed to be and that I am this and that I am that and I am, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, you're not that, you know, and then the next day or next week, next month, it's a history of that with me with lovers and especially lovers um, wanting to put me in my place, I guess you could say. Um, um, if, I, if, if you want to put it that way. To me, at the time, it felt like it was just, you know, a relationship. That's just how they I are. It was love, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. love. Yeah, and now I know, know that's not, you, you know, know but the realization when I got to that realization was when I was taking that lion's mane and some of those, some, all the memories came mm-hmm. back and I laid them up like right next to each other in my mind. And I was like, 
oh, the bad way outweighs the good year. And I haven't yeah. been looking at it because for one thing, I wasn't physically capable of it until I found a supplement that brought my memories back all the way. Um, because even before I had uh, the hysterectomy, I was going through menopause. I'd started at 39. Right. So, um, and I had the hysterectomy at 45, 44, 45. So, um, but I had it because of cysts and pain and stuff like that. And, right. um, you know, looking at that and having to go back into other painful memories and just acknowledge them. And for me, like you said, going back to that younger self, I've done that too. Gone back to my younger self who was crying in a bedroom alone in Phoenix or something, you know, and feeling isolated and not knowing what was going on because of mental distortions or whatever. And I'll go back and I'll just tell her something she needs to hear. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll remember a moment yeah. and I'll just do that. And then I, maybe I'll forget about it, but I do that. I've done, that. you know, I, you know, the dog went off and I was going to ask Misty a question. I, I was too. Know. I was going to ask Misty about her. Like what, what's, what, 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 where's she been? Where'd she go? I, when you were thinking, see, here's another thing that I thought of when I was like 14 or 15 and I locked it in, but I still think it does apply. Somehow, somehow it came into my mind of it's easy to manipulate others, but it's even easier to manipulate myself. Yeah. And that's that denial. Yeah. I'm not looking at this. Oh, I'm actually, I'm some, I'm going to project out to you a whole different person than who I actually am because I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared yes. of this. I'm, I do that too. You know, yeah, when I was younger. Yeah. yeah and it's like we end up being able to manipulate ourselves even easier and if we're trying to do it, because other people can usually see through our BS, but we're thinking, right. no, 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 this is, this is who I am. When in reality, no, we need no. care. We need love. And, and Courtney, you, you seem to me like when you were younger, you thought, or you acted like, uh, like the boss kind of, you're in control. Whereas I was, yeah. I didn't want a confrontation. You, you, you weren't afraid of confrontation. Uh, yeah, or you didn't mind it. I, I hated confrontation, so I always didn't mind saying you're right, even though. Oh, see, yeah, I just they avoided really a confrontation. Yeah, and that was I don't yeah. like confrontation because I can't work. I can't outwork. I can't outfight people. I can't think that fast. I can't. Right. I don't know how to say mean things unless it's like been, like just pushed and pushed and pushed and it comes right. out. You know. Right. And uh, feeling all the energy at the same time, yes, you know, yeah. yes, the aggressiveness yeah. and the dominating. And I'm just like, it's a little much easier to just say, okay, and go away and just have my own feelings. But that's really isolating and, and scary and lonely. It's not scary. It's lonely. You know, it's it just lonely. isolating. And that's when I went back to some of those younger me's and I was like, you're going to have better life later, you know? And I did that too recently. You know, I, I actually was on a plane doing that. I was, but I was doing it different. I was writing it down. Yeah. Okay. And I was writing like a letter to myself telling my younger self that it was okay. And some things were not your fault. And, you know, and, and, and that way I thought maybe, you know, I could make, you know, things more whole for me in that way. Um, okay. I look at both of you two and I see myself in both of you. Um, right. I, I, I was angry. I was an angry teenager as well. You know, I was right about everything. You know, I was a fighter too, but on the other hand, I was very, very sensitive and I was probably trying to block out that sensitivity, but like, yeah. I was such a sensitive 
Like I would be afraid to say something to hurt somebody else's feelings, you know, and, and, and that would consume my mind. It was never about me and what I wanted to say. It was about not hurting other people because I could feel their hurt and I didn't want to feel that. I didn't want to feel their hurt. So therefore no. I, was, I didn't want to say anything to make them upset because I, it would come back on me. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that is a lot to put on a teenager, you know? <laughs> so when you did, when you started looking back at that, when you were that age, like how, how did you feel? How did you like explore it and, and let it and heal it? I mean, how well, and, and, and I'm still doing that. Like, yeah. right now. like I said, you know, I wrote, you know, a letter to myself not too long ago. How did it feel to but, write it? it? It felt good to write it, you know, and I think I was expecting like a life change out of it. And you're not going to get a life-changing event out of just writing a letter to yourself. It takes time. And that's one thing that I am starting to learn, too, in my 40s, is nothing happens overnight. Right. You know, it doesn't matter how bad you want it. You know, you have to work at it and work at it and work at it. And eventually, it will start to change. But you can't do it in just one letter. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I, you know, I think... When you, when we keep talking about in our forties or even people in their fifties or what have you, I, what I'm hearing is like emotional maturity, spiritual maturity, that kind of thing. Yeah. You do start working through this stuff and you're able to see it in a different light. You're able to take responsibility for the crap that, I mean, I had to, I had to be like, wow, Courtney, you actually did that. Yeah. You, you I created did. that. Yeah. And let go and work through stuff that I didn't have nothing to do with me. It was done to me, mm-hmm. but all of it then leads to like this emotional, spiritual maturity. And I do think, well, you, you end up having to be at a ripe age of yes. normal maturity. You yes. have to kind of get through some, like, I mean, was I awoken, I guess you would say in my twenties. Yeah. But I was still, <laughs> you were unhappy, right? Stuff. You weren't, you weren't you know stable. I mean? You were probably turmoil. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah Bro, what am I doing young. in life? Yes. What am I Youth doing? Youth is wasted on me. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> um, so I, I, that's what I keep hearing when we're talking about us in our forties is that we, we have more of an opportunity to, to look back yeah. and look at it in like an, um, a clear frame. Cause if somebody would have said, Hey, Courtney, look at this picture from you as a kid in your twenties, I would have been sad for that girl and this and that. And then I would have probably just drank a whole 12 pack. Cause I was pissed. Do you see what right. I'm saying? Right. Now in my forties, I can look at that little girl, give her love, be with her, but I'm okay. I'm yeah. not angry anymore. I'm not, you know, yeah. And listeners, the point of this is like, I don't know, for Courtney, I feel like in Misty, this is the same point as far as the spirituality, the metaphysics, the energy work. As I clear stuff in my, that's yeah. blocking me to be, from being happy, from being me, from accepting myself, still working on it, working on it, working on it. Yeah. You know, um, like, it's worth it. And it's, it's, it's an everyday thing, but it's like really hard. <laughs> you know, that's the thing I want to get through listeners. Like I'm, it's difficult to look at that stuff I, for I me. It doesn't that. sound like it may be listening to me talk about it or you, cause we're, we're not you listeners, yeah. but look at your stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it gets kind of, it gets kind of sensitive, you know, to look at your stuff. And like you said, be compassionate with yourself. I, I couldn't yeah. be compassionate with myself at yeah. 20. I didn't know how to yeah. do it. 
I didn't know. know. You didn't know what you were Didn't know it was a thing. (laughs) I keep hearing you say, you know, look at myself, self, you know, acceptance. And I think it does take becoming aware of like all that stuff we've done and that's been done to us, becoming, stepping out of that denial, stepping out, becoming fully aware and not denying ourselves either, not saying, oh, I have these gifts, or I, I think this way, or I, this is how I love. Right. You know, right. Releasing the expectations, expectations, becoming yes. aware of who we and really are, and then accepting and embracing that through compassion. I really do, because yeah. there's yes. so much that we do hide from ourselves. And yeah, as we go into those is. things, and then we are all, we can offer more people compassion, ourselves more compassion, yeah, the world yeah. more compassion. We can make we can change you know things for the better all around us. It's that's that's that. why I want yeah. to keep exploring that stuff. So maybe I can you know if I get myself like feeling where I can really help people. Whenever I'm in that time, I will do readings. I will offer help. But I'm not always in that space. You know, of course not. You know, even though I've been doing this forever. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, let me ask you, ladies, do you think this is a part of karma? I don't know. I think for me, it's a, it it could be, but it's, there's lessons in it. You know, I'm I'm learning lessons, but I could choose not to. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's karma. You know, I, I could choose not to do this. I could choose not to look back at, you know. 28 year old me crying in bed and, and going maybe I just don't give a crap about 28 year old me anymore and I just want to you know get married yeah. and whatever <laughs> you know I mean I, I, I really want to do this it's like it's a drive I want to have a really happy me I want to understand myself I want to understand other people better so I can help them yeah you know and, and I don't know how I can help them but whatever way I want to and I, I like using energy work to do it and I want to show them that they can do it with, for themselves mm-hmm. because it's right. been so freeing in the end to look at that hard stuff and really explore it and say okay I get I get it I understand it because once I get to a point where I understand I feel like I understand why and how and all that I feel peace yes um, finally you know yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I still have to repeat it, you know, repetition. So again, another thing at when I was like 14 or 15, yeah, I, I was a very interesting teenager. I came up with a rule for myself or a program for myself to get through this exact kind of stuff. I don't know why it just popped in my head. It was knowledge, understanding, acceptance resolution and that's what i it must have been a download so when i said when i was like knowledge i was grabbing all snacks from all over like how did my parents grow up on both sides how did their parents grow up down the down the rabbit hole yeah general curses and 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 this and i you know if you gain all this knowledge and really look at it and be like and then from that knowledge, I could have understanding, like you're just yeah. talking about full understanding of, mm-hmm. yeah, Courtney, you're the way you are because of X, Y, and Z, but it's actually probably nobody's fault, really. Right. You know what it's I mean? They're doing the best they know how because of how they were right. raised and so on and right. so on and all sorts of stuff. Understanding that it went to acceptance. Can you accept that? That's true. There's a step there. There's a step. Yeah. Acceptance. Can you you accept that this was your reality when it was and it affected you the way it did? Can you accept it and not deny it anymore? 
or accept these attributes that live within you that might not be shiny and pretty for other people, but it is who you are. Yeah. You know, like, like our birth charts, we got stuff in our birth charts that some people are like, Ooh, that's not pretty. Yeah, I know. Astrologers are scared of my Saturn yeah. in the 12th house. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go into resolution, either that being forgiveness or letting go or focus on your main goal or whatever it may be. Seek counseling because everybody should, you know, yeah. stuff yeah. like that, like whatever that again like 14 or 15 i'm this whole thing must be about when i was 14 and 50 i'm realizing okay. that. it's all right that's when it started that, that's yeah. when you that's something you were having to go you have gone and revisited it sounds like several yeah. times and, and explored it and that, that big that's a big me. point though that acceptance because yeah. i left that out you know and then you get the peace yeah. And you get the peace. Yes. It's not mine anymore. Yeah. I accepted that this happened. I accepted it has affected me. It's I can my choose. Identity. Like, yeah. I can choose now. Like you said, do I take it with me or do I let it go? Do, do I make I it part it? of what I identify yes. as me? Exactly. No, I don't have yeah. to. I don't right. have to. Like you said, I don't at 40, to. you were like, I don't have to do these things this way. No, you don't. You but don't some people, better. you know, like listeners, if you haven't tried this, like looking at some of those hard things. That's why we were doing this podcast. Yeah. Like that's that's what made me. I don't know if better's the right word, but trust my intuition more. Because when I could understand things that were incomprehensible about myself that I didn't want to look at, first of all, but then really understand it, like Courtney said, accept it and then find peace. It helped my energy work in any whatever capacity. It helped me able to understand the tarot better, the cycles of the tarot, which are very much about what yeah. we're talking about in a way, Yes, you yeah. know, and uh, yeah. the cycles of life. I mean, the, the like yeah. the seasons, the flowers, the seasons. it makes you understand a lot of stuff. The Lion King. Yeah. The Lion King, yeah, I actually talk about a lot of this <laughs> in my moon manifesting class because it's actually a part of also manifesting. Really identify the season you're in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because when always when we're thinking about oh manifest, man, it's always money, it's always money, it's always this. Yeah. But in reality, if you haven't looked at some of this stuff, or do you spend the money that is given to you? You but need to yeah. manifest not doing that. First. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like, yeah. Step by step. Yeah. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta look at that kind of stuff, and it's a part of all of it. Same as like with time, I brought up the karma thing because like I, with the cleaning of the timelines that I do, that karma residue just, it, it works through all of our lives and it leads to little things like this somewhere along the line, probably eight, you know, timelines ago, my voice probably was shut off at some point. And I went, no, 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 that's never going to happen again. And it didn't present itself again until this life when I went, mm -hmm. oh no, everything out of my mouth is a statement. Yeah. They're never going to take my words. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's all these weird karmic residues that it was, it was a block that you had to finish. Yes. It's yeah. right. Get through. Yeah. 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 And we're not aware of it until we're aware of it and work through mm -hmm. it. And, and we're know, aware of it when we look for it. And Courtney, yeah. you're really good at that. You know, I have you to are great you. at that. Yeah, Courtney's <laughs> very, very good at getting to the root of if anybody's problems and bringing it out and forgiving and letting you forgive yourself. Oh, it's got it. 
She is so good. I highly recommend if, if you need that done, any kind of clearing. She's your oh, girl for sure. Thanks, Misty. You know, it really is. I love that you said that because, you know, I've been working with people since, I don't know, the early 2000s or something. That's our biggest hang up as humans. Well, one of them, I should say. We tend to, especially if we're martyrs, if we're, you know, still in certain mentalities, we forgive real easy to other people or just to get by in life, you know, Avoid not the wanting to rock the boat. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to forgiving ourselves, that is actually one of the hardest things for people to, to, to work through. It and, it's the, and it's the biggest, it's the, one it of is. the most green. And it's the hardest. Yeah. It's hard. The hardest one. It's hard. It yeah. Yeah. Especially when we have to look at stuff of like, nah, I actually am the one who caused that. Yeah. I was reacting out of these fears or this emotion or this you know, yeah. I was projecting Identified and I, yeah, I best projected best. all this Eventually. and actually called it into being, I did this. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to then say, can I accept myself? Can and I love myself? Can I forgive myself through this? After what I did or what, well, I, what after, I dug down yeah. into when like what you're talking about, when I've dug down into and dug and dug and dug, when I had gotten to the point of acceptance and forgiveness and peace and releasing it, you know, and just letting it go. A lot of that, I found that at the root was just the very scared. It was, yeah. it was lower emotional energy, lower yeah. juju energy, lower mental energies. When, mm -hmm. when the listeners by that, I mean, negative thinking, negative, yeah. everything, yeah. everything was, you know, that it's hard to, for me, it was really hard to, get from negative everything to that's a really not that's a one-sided that's one-sided that's not that doesn't make sense you know and I had to really look at why I was like that and um it stopped me from thinking what's wrong with me and it just got me to stop thinking about it altogether yeah. yeah, you avoiding, know, avoiding, gotta avoid because I don't know. Well, no, in this case, I mean, I, I saw I once I went through like the exploration oh, of why, okay. then, um, like I don't think to myself anymore, what's wrong with me? I've got to fix it still. Oh, I always felt like there's something wrong with me that I had to fix. I don't feel that way anymore right. because I went back and looked at all this stuff. And at the source, uh, I did it, whatever I did that I or I experienced, whatever I experienced, reacted, however, reacted. It, you know, went through years of whatever that I chose, you know, because yeah. I had a lack of self-love at yeah. the root of it. Where'd it yeah. come from? I don't know. I mean, I'm still looking for that. There, there isn't yeah. anywhere it came from except for my brain. Walked into <laughs> out of telling out of me my, that. No one told out me Out of my that. professional experience and working in this stuff. You know, we use the term shadow work a lot, but really a lot of the shadow work is actually in our child work. Yeah. Because especially when our inner children are bruised, battered, mistreated. Yeah. They end up kind of driving the bus. They're the ones actually, them and or ego are... And the ego can get vastly blown out of proportion, which is not good. We can never get rid of the ego, but we can bring it right-sized and cleansed and balanced. Mm -hmm. It can it's help us out sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tool for it's a tool from the divine that we have it. We're never going to get rid of it. It's a great tool if it's nice and balanced. <laughs> but it's oftentimes those two are the ones driving the car 
making the decisions for us when we're not even aware of it. We think we're adult beings doing what we got to do, living how we should live. But it's that little broken child that's driving the car and making all these turns and doing this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's not, a, so it's really not even our fault. We got to get into that inner child love on her love. And I'm hearing you say that Lisa, really, I am giving that love and acceptance. Well, and yeah, I didn't not have you know? it from my family or friends. I didn't give right? it myself. Yeah. I didn't see yeah. any appreciate. Even when I was little, I was just very, I was just very strange. Uh, I didn't really have any self-consciousness. I thought I was a cat. I mean, I just was like a little wild thing, but I was good and nice. And I hugged people all the time. And, you know, I was all cuddly and so I was just weird. I was weird. And I ne- and then when I got to be in my puberty years, that's when the sensitivity of what other people judgments of yeah. me acting like a cat were, you know, and I, I felt shame. Yeah. You know, whereas awesome. I'd never felt it before. So the right. child, I guess, for me to go back would be like, uh, you know, around 10 or 11 or 12, that inner child, right. not the little one, but right. the one that, that was just like shamed by myself for what right. I said, so taking now, it the wrong way, assumptions. Like I, you know. I, Lisa, you're bad. I can't do this. This is the stuff that we tell ourselves yes. and we're not even aware of it. Yes. This yeah. is bad. You can't be that. Right. I'm ashamed. I'm being, I'm rejected. This is not, you know, and we tell our little, as a child, we're telling yes. ourselves this and we're not even aware of it. Yes. Well, then that little child grows up still feeling all that, still feeling, gosh, if I really am myself and I start purring out in public, I'm going to be full on rejected and I need to get a job. I need to work in society. I need to, you see what I'm saying? Like, I need to do. Oh, that's good, Gordon. There's expectations on me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Oh, you got me. The child still is at play, really. And I get saying, oh, don't be you. Don't be you. You're you're shameful. Exactly. Yes. It's still at play. No one told me that, though. I just felt that way. We're so, yeah, we are so usually not conscious of it. And little Courtney inside, why I'm making weirdo, you know, I'm everything I say is a statement. I am all authority is because it was a scared little girl. I got tired of having to deal with being beat down. Yeah. Tired of like, I guess I have to stand up to everybody in the damn world because everyone's horrible. Those are the mentalities of like, yeah, nobody's going to knock me down. Like everybody sucks that, you know, and growing out of that, well, maybe some of them don't suck. Well, maybe everybody's lovely. Yeah. (laughs) Getting there is hard. And and you know, (laughs) another thing too, I mean, I think that we all, you know, either, even when um, having friendships or, or just meeting someone, you know, you don't know what that person's been through. Right. And uh, I think that we all should uh, consider that, you know, whether we're in the grocery store line or whether we're at the gas station or whatever, and somebody's in a grumpy me. I mean, none of us know where we've been, you know, where the no. other people have been. And, and I think that we also need to be patient for, for those people as well, you know, <laughs> just because. And, and learning about ourselves will make us much more patient with them. Right. And, and with right. Their, like, you say, exactly. Put yourself in their shoes. You can't. But you, if you look at yourself, maybe. Yes. Then it's a little easier. Right. Yes, know, it is. It is. And, and it's easier to forgive and understand that way as well. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I've always tried to think like that, too. You know? So, you know, I think, you know, to wrap this up, listeners. Um, I think all three of us should assign the listeners some self-exploratory homework. Yes. 
So uh, I, I'll go first, I guess, unless any of you have anything pop into your mind. I've got writing. Okay, Miss Hugo. Um, <laughs> I've got writing, like I said, um, and do what I tried. Just get a piece of paper and pen and say, hey, write a letter to that child. Write a letter to that kid. Who, Whatever you need to do, go back in, in time and find that that moment. And tell that child that, you know, it wasn't their fault or whatever the issue may be. Just start with that. I do love it, that. Do it every day at the same time. Just start with that. Like I said earlier, it doesn't happen overnight. No. Right. Courtney, you got one or you want me to go? Sure. Um, I say write a fears list. But don't mm-hmm. just write a fears list. Like write your fears list. Write each one of your fears out. When you're done with that, set it down, go back to it, and then label each fear. Is it either a feeling of lack, a feeling of rejection, or a feeling of survival? Ooh, that's good. Fears are usually in those three categories, lack, rejection, survival. Label them, put it aside, then go back to it. When you reread it, read one at a time and go, is that true? Is that really happening? Or is there something in me that maybe was present when I was a kid that no longer exists, but I still am carrying it? Yeah. Find out if your fears are, I hate for lack of better words, legit or not, because we're still carrying around a lot that just don't even apply. Exactly. Yeah. Throw it down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw a little, little hardcore, maybe possibly homework. This isn't writing. This is just thinking and imagining. Um, Think of times, listeners, where you felt your least favorite emotion, whatever it may be. Shame, anger, fear, hate, love. And whatever the emotion is that you don't want to feel. And uh, imagine and think back, you know, where that may have come from. And then uh, start imagining if something had played out differently in your life to where you didn't feel that way about that emotion. Tell yourself another story. And then you can see there could have been a different way of having your life or having that experience. And you can experience it through your imagination. And that's like energy work. That is energy work, your imagination. And you can experience it with all your, if you really fantasize it up, you can experience it just like it happened and your brain won't know the difference. And that's one way of starting to heal that stuff is to imagine how it could have been and Perhaps and then taking been, what yeah. really happened and looking at the two and seeing where that emotion started hurting you. That's good. You know, that's I agree. Really that is, you know, you keep saying the energy work that is full on energy work. Lisa. Yeah, it it's rewriting the story. It's re because re- that energy kind of like cleaning the timeline that will now come through. Yes. And start shifting the energy that had come after that. I think if you so imagine too. it completely, yeah, if you imagine it completely different, you imagine all this great possible dialogue language happening for that event, bring the love to it. It will then start shifting all things that happened after. I think that's great energy work. It's yeah. one of the best. It really is. And what you can also... Um, do with that is when you're doing the comparisons and maybe you have lots of stories you tell yourself about this these few incidents or one one incident or whatever it may be that made you have that feeling 
of not liking a certain feeling more than any other runner. You can go for a few if you want to be ambitious, but like really comparing and that's when your ego and your brain can help you out. It can look at it analytically and logically and it can help you out. (laughs) You know, if you trust, you know, just trust your logic on looking at this. And if your logic is telling you, you suck, it's not your logic. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Logic your doesn't tell you you suck. Never, Something else does. Yeah, your essence would never tell you that. No. You know what I mean? That your even your logic, your brain, your yeah. brain might say the words in there, but your logic is going. To yeah, say, your logic. Yeah. Common sense is going to say, "Come on now, common sense. Yeah. Let's get in here, common sense." You know, and I think yeah. we all have it. <laughs> yeah, logic is not the same as emotions, and it's your no. emotions that tell us. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're never. Well, that. our thinking you're... can be skewy too, or our actual think, think, the thoughts, the words in our heads. But the oh, yeah, yeah. logic of figuring something out is always favorable to me. Like figuring yeah. something out, the logicking, logicking, logically <laughs> picking are... pieces apart, logicking things, uh, <laughs> like logically picking Lisa, things apart. This, the sequence of it all, just to maybe clarify for people, like if you go back to an event, do you start from even before the event and kind of look back to see how things unraveled and then post event as to how like cause and effect is that I kind of do it. I I, I would say if you, I'm trying to think of an example um, to give that was a difficult one. Um, Let's say, okay. Um, Shame or body image shame, you know, uh, all women and some men, a lot of men experiences, everybody experiences some kind of body image shaming yourself. It comes from somewhere, TV, parents, culture, friends, peers, whatever, you know, body image, for example, the way you look is, you know, um, most people don't like the way they look, right? So for example, where did that come from? You know, and I'll go back and for me, it was, uh, I had a weight fluctuations all my life. And, um, at times, like when I was younger, people who were close to me would say when I was 115, I went up to 120 when I got on birth control and they told me I was fat really? and that my boyfriend was going to leave me and stuff. These are people I cared about telling me this stuff. Yeah. At, I weigh 120 now, you know, right. at, at 47. And these same people are saying, don't lose any more weight or you're going to be a skeleton. Exactly. So, right. I mean, it's just, you know, but the thing is, is when I look back at that, they were going through their own things mm-hmm. and they were just trying to get it out of, get their focus off them and their issues and put it on to me. So I look yeah. back and I forgave them for that. I forgive myself for misunderstanding it. There you and, go. you know, yeah. I, and I slowly, uh, you know, I look at things on my body that I don't like still, then, you know, I'm like, well, why? You know, the, the, it's my body. Where'd and I've been trying to really, for this is something I'm going through right now, just really trying to accept my body and love everything about it. You know, like Jennifer Love on one of her podcasts said, sit in front of a mirror and tell yourself you love yourself butt naked. And I did it, Misty. <laughs> it was hard. Yay. It was hard. That, it, was it is hard. Right? And it was like, ah. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Okay, so I, I get more of, it's not just going back and sending love to a, an event. It's actually pulling out that root that 
put a thought. Yeah, but then and then I would imagine I would go back and I'd remember people saying, "Oh, you look beautiful," and I didn't believe them or something. Then I'd replay it and I did believe them, or I felt beautiful, but I didn't. I'd really just focus in on the part of me that felt beautiful at prom instead of throw away the part that didn't feel beautiful at prom, and I'd rewrite it to where I never felt that. But I would know it was still there. It was. It happened that way. Yeah, it happened. But my feelings about it changed because of the imagination work. So it's kind of all different times. It's all. It's not like in an order. It's kind of like whatever comes up naturally in the process of of healing something. Right. So it's not just changing the scenery and what was said. It's really the thought process. Yes. Very much. Very much. And 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 the energy around it the feelings around something get looser and lighter and looser and then to looser is uh, as in not so i'm i'm obsessively clinging to this pain right you know and and then the pain's just gone after a while of 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 excellent lots of angles of hitting it from you know logic imagination dreaming up new ways about how it could have played out and looking at all these scenarios and saying, well, why, 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 what happened here? And, and, and both you guys talking about writing is the, one of the best things you can do for yourself is write lists. Like you said, Courtney and Misty, like letters to your younger self, letters to yourself yesterday, you know, write anything you want. Writing can always, and reading it back, like clarify so much, write something this week, read it next week. If you're not a writer, usually. You'll, you'll find something in there. Like, Missy, you know, when you wrote that letter, maybe you, you were expecting, like, wow, maybe when Hi, you read I that will. in two weeks, maybe when you read that in a few weeks, you'll, you will have that moment. Well, I think even after today, I've learned a lot. Just <laughs> yeah, I did, too. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable, ladies and thank listeners. You. Thank you always, as always, <laughs> for listening. We love you. And um, I would like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you get advice from psychics and empaths so you can find the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And uh, lastly, Misty, thank you. Courtney, thank you. Courtney, Bye. thank you so much. Listeners, we love you. <laughs> bye. Bye. Say bye, Courtney. Uh, I I do that every time. I must say it's so low. Bye. I'll be real loud. I'll be strong with it. Oh, oh yeah, get that out too bad. I mean by. I mean by. Hey, bitch. Peace out.